Welcome to Zion Fellowship's Bible Wire. In these podcasts, we discuss what the Bible says, line upon line and precept upon precept. Today, Ben Allen will be continuing our study on the book of Acts. Settle in for the next few minutes and learn more about who God is and how he loves. All right. Hi, everyone. This is my last episode in this set. We only have one more rotation until we complete the Book of Acts, which is pretty exciting, not going to lie. And we'll probably take a break. But, you know, either way, let us know what you want us to continue uh, doing, as well as what possible books you may all be interested in. Uh, So we're going to finish our little foray into uh, Acts 22. And we have Acts 22, verse 22 through 30. Up to this word, they listened to him. Then they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. And as they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust into the air, the tribune ordered him to be brought into the barracks, saying that he should be examined by flogging, to find out why they were shouting against him like this. But when they had stretched out, stretched him out for the whips, Paul said to the centurion who was standing by, Is it lawful for you to flog a man who was a Roman citizen and uncondemned? When the centurion heard this, he went to the tribune and said to him, What are you about to do? For this man is a Roman citizen. So the tribune came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? And he said, Yes. The tribune answered, I bought this citizenship for a large sum, Paul said. But I, but excuse me, but Paul said, I am a citizen by birth. So those who were about to examine him withdrew from him immediately. And the tribune also was afraid, for he realized that Paul was a Roman citizen and that he had bound him. On the next day, desiring to know the real reason why he was being accused by the Jews, he unbound him and commanded the chief priests and all the council to meet, and he brought Paul down and set him before them. We pick up the story in 2222, and Paul uh, mentions his ministry to the Gentiles before the Jewish mob in 21 uh, riots. The riot uh, resumes, and so... To say that this was a a tough crowd would be a massive understatement. This unwilling audience wants to kill Paul. Both their words and actions express outrage in verse 23. Paul never gets a chance to address the accusation that he had defiled the temple. Howard Marshall says the real issue is not whether Paul defiled the temple, but whether Judaism was prepared to tolerate Christianity. It seems it was not. Paul, thankfully, is rescued by and from the mob. Uh, we see then how Paul continues to respond to more trials in Jerusalem in the remainder of this section. I will not, uh, excuse me, I will let Tom take chapter 23, but for now, let's continue down through 22. It's not an easy task to understand or teach this passage, because Paul's actions are simply reported here. Uh, 
Luke offers no appraisal for them. And what I can say for certain is that Paul is clearly intelligent, savvy, bold, and passionate in front of the commander and the religious council. But are his responses filled with integrity and gospel witness? Bible teachers go in various directions when it comes to answering this question, especially with regard to uh, chapter 23, 1 through 10. One thing is for sure, though, Paul is a man with feet of clay. In this chapter, we see his humanity and his need for the Lord's grace. It's all the need we all share. Before we examine Paul's reactions, consider the humanity of the Roman commander named Lysias. And we get his name from chapter the next chapter in verse 26. He can't seem to get the facts about Paul. We read of his first attempt in chapter 21, verse 34. At that point, Lysias took Paul to the barracks to question him. And Lysias' second attempt to get the facts uh, comes here in verse 22-24. Once Paul reveals his Roman citizenship, making it unjust to examine him by flogging, Lysias tries a third approach. He decides to let the religious council examine Paul. 2230. Apparently, as he listens in, just thinking about this chapter makes me imagine Lysias and his wife sitting down for dinner and talking about his day. How's it going with that Paul fellow, she might ask. I can't get anywhere with this case, he'd probably reply in frustration. I've tried everything. Now we have the flow of the story. Paul is on trial in response to Paul's gestures of love in Jerusalem. The crowd rejected him like those who previously rejected Jesus, the suffering servant. All the while, Lysias is trying to figure out what all the commotion is about. Why do you think Paul appealed to his Roman citizenship? After the crowd rages at Paul, expressing their desire to rip him to shreds, Lysias takes him away for examination. It appears that Lysias means to employ a, a Jack Breyer method of examination, planning to have the apostle flogged. John Pohill notes the violent nature of this form of torture. He says, This was a particularly cruel manner of scourging that consisted of a beating across the raw flesh with leather throngs in which were inserted rough pieces of bone or metal. The throngs were set in a stout wooden handle, this was a much more severe manner of beating than that of the rods which Paul and Silas underwent at Philippi. It was not uncommon for the victim to die as a result of the flagellum. But just before the beating begins, Paul asks a centurion an attention-grabbing question. Is it legal for you to scourge a man who is a Roman citizen and is uncondemned? Verse 25. Paul knew, of course, that it was illegal to flog a Roman citizen prior to allowing him a formal trial or sentencing. His claim of citizenship could have been verified in the public records at Tarsus. The attending centurion, knowing the dangers of transgressing the law, immediately halts the plans and quickly reports the problem to the commander. Lysias is really perplexed now. He finds out that Paul is actually a Roman citizen. 
not just a Johnny come lately to citizenship like himself, who became a citizen by bribe, but a man who became one by birth. How was Paul a Roman citizen by birth? There are several theories, including the idea that the Romans may have awarded Paul's family's citizenship because of their tent-making trade proved useful to the military. Whatever the case, Paul's citizenship proves to be significant to what happens next. This marks another swing and a miss by the Roman commander. The examination ceases and Lysias still doesn't know the truth about Paul. Added to his frustration is the sense of fear in verse 29. He will put a positive spin on his actions later in chapter 23, verse 27. But at this point, Lysias moves to another approach. Paul urged Christians to submit to the governing authorities as God's ministers of justice. But he also expected the government to exercise its duties rightfully. That's what I think this is about. Paul challenged those in power to wield their authority honorably. This suggests there's a difference between humbly suffering for Christ and being a victim of injustice. We live in a land of laws, and if the laws protect us, then we should appeal to them. If these laws prevent us from following Jesus, then it's better to obey God than man. Acts 5.29 Thanks. We have reached the end of today's Bible Wire podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, or if you'd like more resources related to this podcast, you can find us online at www.zionfellowship.net. We're also available on social media. Look for Zion Fellowship. Thank you for joining us today on Bible Wire.